and welcome to the next in our Cheltenham Festival Racing Podblast episodes with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Today we dive into the Ryanair chase uh, set to be run on day three of the 2023 Cheltenham Festival, Thursday the 16th of March. And obviously news broke this week that defending dual champion Alaho is out of the race. So it is now uh, perhaps a bit more of an open field to it than we're expecting. And Ben, you've got some trends for everyone, but you were looking forward to taking on Alaho, Ben. I was, Tony. I was I was really looking forward to taking one. I think um, I've mentioned in a few of our pods that horses running grade ones, um, especially at Cheltenham, off such a break that Alho was returning from, they just they struggle to score. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was. He was making the market for the rest of them. But, you know, it is what it is, Tony. Um, disappointing on many reasons because equally, I would like to have seen, I always like to see a horse going for a hat-trick in a championship race. It's yeah, it's, it, you know it's quite an exciting thing, but you know, it's what it is. No Alho, but um, these are the trends I have for the Ryanair Chase tonight. Um, been a very solid race on the trends front since it became a Grade One race, which is the last fifteen renewals. Uh, and the following trends are well worth keeping on the radar when analysing the race. Fifteen of the last fifteen had one or two starts in the last ninety days which actually would have ruled out Alho. Uh, 15 of the last 15 had their last start in a Grade 1 or Grade 2 non-handicap chase. And 14 of the last 15 were either the top-rated horse on official ratings or no more than £6 below the top-rated horse. Uh, Imperial Commander in 2009, he was the only one to defy that trend. Now, those uh, trends, they would have given you a very workable shortlist year upon year. Also worth noting that French-bred horses have won the last nine renewals of the race. If you look at the last nine renewals, you see 45 French-breds have lined up in the race, and they've bagged 18 of the 25 win-and-place slots. So 72% of the win-and-place horses have come from 49% of the runners. 49% of them being those French breads. Either spread horses have supplied 40 runners in the last nine renewals. They've won none and they've only bagged five places. So recent renewals have very, very much been favouring those French bred horses. So those are the trends that I'd be looking to use. Tony, you've got the key race info for listeners. Yeah, key races uh, for horses that can go on and hit the frame here, Ben. Uh, grade 1 Ascot Chase are two over two miles Five furlongs. That, of course, is run at Ascot this Saturday with uh, Fakir uh, Fakir Duderiz already the eleven to eight favourite as we uh, go to air here uh, as we're recording the uh, pod blast. Uh, Pick Doyi for trainer Paul Nichols is uh, on five to two along with Shiskin for trainer Nicky Henderson and uh, Nico de Bonville, and it's out uh, at Miller's Bank, first floor also running, Manila Drama, I write is the uh, 50 to 1 outsider, so it's worth uh, keeping an eye on uh, Fakia, Duderiz and uh, Shiskin on Saturday, Pick Doy is also in the Ryanair of course, uh, last year's winner uh, Fakia Duderiz avoided Cheltenham, and uh, went on to win the Grade 1 Melling Chase at the Grand National meeting, he did however finish 2nd of 10, beaten 12 lengths 
in the Ryanair chase of 2021. Third place, Fanny and Destreville. In the, the third place in the Ascot chase of 2022 was well beaten fourth of seven in the Ryanair uh, just a, a couple of weeks later. Min won this contest in 2020, beating seven rivals and sent Calvados a neck after finishing second in the Dublin chase at the Dublin Racing Festival, beating over three lengths behind Shaq and Poussoir. Just five went to post in that contest uh, this term with gentleman Demi beating Blue Lord. By seven lengths, uh, Frodon won in 2019 over in Ireland, won the grid, and also won the Grid Two Cotswold Chase on the way to winning the Ryanair. So po- possibly the Cotswold Chase is uh, worth looking at. Just very quickly, Ben, as well. Last eight winners, you know, I do the the trends on the last eight years. As far as the trainers are concerned, it's Ireland six. Great Britain too in the last eight years with Willie Mullins winning on five occasions and even though Alohor's out it could be worth having another check on the remaining uh, Mullins runners in the Ryanair uh, winning on five occasions hitting the frame on a further four occasions as well in the uh, last eight years Willie Mullins Vator, Underso, Main and Alohor the last two years winning for them uh, Henry de Bromed saddled a winner in Balco de Flor while sub-lieutenant and Aplotard finished in the prize money in the Ryanair and as you say Ben interesting with the uh, Ryanair we're all French bred uh, the last eight winners were all French bred 17 of the 21 winning place positions uh, going to French breds uh, the last eight winners of the Ryanair were aged between seven and nine and uh, the last eight winners had all had a run at least twice at Cheltenham in the past uh, 20 of 21 winning place positions had a run at Cheltenham just a couple of uh, interesting ones there for you Ben yeah no it's uh, the Irish actually took a little while to um, get a grip on this race it took yes. until Vatour in 2016 and then since then you can't stop them a bar Frodon can't stop them absolutely so, absolutely um, yeah but that would, that brings us on to Fakir Dudere Irish trend French bread, um, as you say, in the Betfair Chase at Ascot this weekend, which he, he won last year. A race at Alberta's run, Riverside Theatre and Q Card all warmed up in before landing their Ryanair chase. Uh, Fakir Dudre has some solid track form to his name. He's a first, two seconds, and a fourth in a supreme. Uh, one of the seconds, as you said, coming in the 2021 Ryanair. I actually think these mid-distance trips are ideal for him. Uh, he's got a form of six wins and two places from ten starts over trips of two mile four to two mile five, and his Grade One chase form over trips shorter than three miles also reads strong. Four wins, five places from ten starts, and yeah, there's there is clearly plenty in his favour in the Ryanair. Um, I'll be honest, I don't I don't see any glaringly obvious negatives to Fakir Dudere's name, Tony. Yeah, totally agree with you, Ben. Yeah, and uh, just looking at his uh, his form at Cheltenham as well, one win and three places at uh, Cheltenham. His win came in the juvenile novices hurdle, the Triumph Hurdle trial, beating eight rivals in January 2019, and then he's gone on to running uh, three Cheltenham festivals. I did mention earlier that he did miss the 2021 Cheltenham Festival. He finished fourth of 16 the Supreme Novices, second of 11 in the 2020 Arkle behind Put the Kettle On, and uh, as you've mentioned, uh, second of 11 in the Ryanair 12 months ago. Certainly on my list, uh, short list indeed. And as well as uh, Blue Lord as well, Ben. Um, he fell in 2021, clear second of eight when falling at the last. And then he finished uh, third of 11 behind Gabby Noko, Gabby Nako, 
uh, and Edward Stone in the Arkle 12 months ago. I don't think he was he was up and uh, not strong enough to win the Arkle uh, this time last year, finishing third of 11, beating seven and three-quarter lengths behind Edward Stone and Gabby Nacko. But, uh, yeah, he's... Um, Obviously, it didn't go to plan at uh, the Dublin Racing Festival in the Dublin Chase, the Grade 1 Dublin Chase, beaten seven lengths by Gentleman Demi. But uh, I'm, I'm willing to give him another chance. He is the remaining Mullins runner, and Willie Mullins will be uh, firing on all cylinders to put another Ryanair to his name. Now, Alaho has gone from the card. So Blue Lord is the main Mullins uh, uh, bullet to fire here in this one and uh, I can forgive him his uh, seven length defeat last time out on yielding ground at Leopardstown and I think uh, possibly, I mean I'm looking at the prices here, as, as you know I, I'm not uh, sort of adverse to uh, having the odd Dutch, uh, I think Fakir Duderiz and uh, Blue Lord look a, a very inviting Dutch bet at the moment, three to one and seven to two Ben, what do you reckon? Yeah, um, we covered Blue Lord briefly in our, in our Queen Mother Chase pod last week. Yeah. And I think, as you say, there must must be a greater chance of him going this route now that Alaho is a non-runner. I think it, it possibly has made Mullins' mind up for him. Yes. Alaho injury. Um, yes, with you. Blue Lord's, yeah, it's, it's Chase CV, solid six wins from eight, three of them at grade one level. Uh, he has won over this trip previously when winning the, the Clonmel Oil Chase back in November. Again, as as I mentioned in the Queen Mother pod, um, ground would be my small concern for him at Cheltenham. I think the quickish ground may have contributed to his defeat at the Dublin Racing Festival. So good to softer, uh, good to soft or softer um, would be ideal for him, I think. I think that would increase his chances in Ryanair Chase. But yeah, he's, he's an interesting one. Um, probably will be the main, as you say, the main Mullins bullet. Um, Shishkin, now, what we're doing with him, Tony, next to the market, four <laughs> to one roughly. Um, as you say, entered in the Ascot chase this weekend. Uh, but hard to really say where he is just now. It's you know, his, his last two runs have been poor, or at least not to the high levels we've become accustomed to with Shishkin. Now, I do think the step up and trip is the correct move. Um, and he's not one I've personally written off just yet after his pull-up in the, the Queen Mother last year and his third in the Tingle Creek. But I'd be lying if I said I had a strong opinion on him right now. Um, I couldn't personally be backing him for anything at Cheltenham, as things stand. I wouldn't be making any decisions or predictions on him until we see what he does in the Ascot chase on Saturday, assuming he does indeed line up there. Um, I'd be... I'd be happy to miss four to one if he wins the um, wins at Ascot, you know, and he shortens up. But personally, right now, I feel he's a, a risky proposition until we see where he's at and what he can still do, mm. which we will hopefully learn about um, at Ascot at the weekend. So yeah, I'm not sure he is, and I know you're not really keen on him, Tony, are you? I, I'm with you, Ben. I can't make my mind up with Shiskin. He's a bit of a noble yet for me at the minute. No, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit harsh on Shishkin that one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, he's 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 difficult. He is difficult. It's 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 muddy, a muddy look to him just now. But yeah, he's in this race. I hope he goes for it. I hope he's still got something left in the tank. But I can't put my yeah, money. It's- Anyway, it's hard to put your right finger now. on it, isn't it? Yeah, one, I, one I am not interested in, I must admit, and I'm handing straight over to you, is Conflated. But uh, you've got some thoughts on Conflated, Ben? 
Yeah, he's, he's, he's around 6-1 to one right now for the Ryanair. He fell in the race last year, two out, when I thought he was probably coming through to stay on for second. Now, they changed tactics slightly last year, held him up near the back of the pack. I don't know if that was deliberate or just how the race played out, but he's usually a sort of front-running, pressing the leader running style. Um, I assume they didn't want to get into a pace duel on the front with Aloho last year. That was my assumption. That's why they, they kind of held on to him a bit. Now, there's no alcohol this year, of course. So I think he could be interesting in the race, conflated, uh, providing they let him bowl along at the head of the pack in his usual running style. Um, I think he could could get involved. Um, he's posted some strong figures since his fall in the race last year. And whilst I think a flat three miles is ideal for him, I think the two-mile four of the Ryanair with a stiff finish to tackle I think that could also represent suitable conditions for him. Again, if he's allowed to bounce off along um, out front. So, yeah, conflated in my mind, Tony. Um, I, I'm, I'm probably at the head of the market, yeah, Fakir Dude is is the safer option. But I do think conflated would be a player if he was to get a solo lead, Tony. So, yeah, I, I have, he's in my mind, conflated. He's in my mind. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if he goes. I assume it's the plan. But, um Outsiders, Tony. You got anything for this? Another difficult one, I think, to find an outsider, but I think you've got one. Yes, I, yeah, I'm, as you know, I'm a very forgiving person, Ben, and uh, I'm up for forgiving Envoy Allen. Uh, Henry de Bromhead, of course. Uh, no doubt Rachel uh, Blackmore will be in the plate. Currently 14 to 1 uh, with some firms at three places at the minute, but uh, I'm sure. If there's enough runners uh, on the day, if there's around possibly 12, 13 runners remaining in the Ryanair, and why not now as well? It should be a good field now. Alaho's no longer there. We should see a decent price on Envoy Allen, a course winner, a distance winner, won the bumper in 2019 as the 2-1 favourite, then won the 12-runner Ballymore uh, a year later, or the uh, uh, in the following year, uh, uh, fell in the then it all started falling apart a little bit Ben um, fell in the 2021 Marsh Novices and then was kind of to be honest a race for me he was never going to win um, it's uh, third of seven behind Energamine in the Queen Mother Champion Chase uh, 12 months ago now he's uh, in the Ryanair I would be a forgiving uh, Envoy Allen for trainer Henry de Bromhead uh, Envoy Allen would be my uh, very small stakes outsider in the Ryanair. Tony, you say you're a forgiven person, but I don't think you've forgiven me for turning top, middle and bottom into a, a lower league Scottish competition. <laughs> I mean, it's the, you know, it's the, you might forgive the horses, you don't forgive me. <laughs> I don't forgive I mean, you for winning and taking over now. <laughs> Well, but it was a great you, idea. That was a cracking idea. Yeah, you give me idea. a nice start. Yeah, <laughs> I, I uh, yep, I lured you into a false sense of um, <laughs> Sticking with the Ryanair, so uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really catches my eye at the bigger prices from a win perspective. Um, I'm not sure anything at the sort of twenty to one, twenty-five to one, or or bigger prices really has the capabilities to win the race. Um, there would also be plenty in the 10 to 1, 20 to 1 range who I'd have question marks against, apart from maybe GA, GA Law. Mm. Um, he fell at the last, over three miles last time out in Skybet Chase. But I'd be confident enough that um, he would have went very close to winning that had he stood up. Um, had he not won, he would certainly have finished second or third. Now, the first five in that race posted a very strong figure on the Proform Speed Figure metrics. Um, so, 
it wasn't above par renewal of that race. And despite the fall, um, it was essentially another strong run from Gallo, GA Law. I'm just going to call them two names. <laughs> <laughs> despite, uh, yeah, despite that, yeah, it was a strong run. You know, um, he's still only a seven-year-old. I do think he's got the potential to turn into a grade one player. And we know he handles two mile four of Cheltenham because he won the Paddy Power Chase in November. Now, that was on the old track, the Ryanair's on the new track, but I don't think it will be any uh, problems for him on the new track. And yeah, GA Law, he's, he's probably the only one right now at double figures that, that catches my eye for the Ryanair, Tony. Very good, Ben. Thanks um, for listening to the latest in our Cheltenham Festival early pod blast. Uh, remember to join us every Friday for our regular pod blast, uh, looking at the main weekend action as well as the latest instalment of the uh, star of the show, continuing top, middle and bottom from the Scottish leagues, the football Trixie battle. Uh, where are we off this weekend racing, Ben? Uh, probably. Probably Ascot, I think, Tony. It's probably favouring us, but we'll, we'll see how the declarations shape up on Thursday. Yep. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Ben. Cheers now. Cheers, Donny. All right, and make sure you hit the follow button on Spotify or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. So don't miss any future episodes of the Racing Pod Blast. Thanks very much, and uh, see you Friday. <laughs>